Jordan, open. Chicago with the lead. Bryant to shot. Not a game, not a game. We talking about practice. LeBron James with no record for human life. And he's going to G'day and welcome to the Ball Boys NBA Podcast. My name is Mitch Casey and you can find me on Twitter at Ball Boys NBA. And as always, I'm joined with my good mate, fellow Aussie, Callum Mack. How you doing, man? Pretty good, Mitchie. Um, let's get into this draft. I've, I've had to study a lot of players here. And um, I, look, I could go 60 deep, but we're going to go to 30 today. Yeah, we're stopping. We're stopping at thirty. I know we don't want to bore everyone with the second round, but that's right. That that's what today's all about. Today's podcast. We are going picks fifteen through thirty. So if you haven't already, check out our video or podcast on the mock lottery that we've done. Um, we might just do a quick little rehash of the uh, the players selected. Um, Cal, do you want to do you want to take the audience through the um, the perfect mock draft that we? we selected uh, on our last podcast i can i can and i felt pretty good about it actually as well so we got uh, I, Kate, I didn't mind Kate it either going to the detroit pistons um jalen yep. green to the rockets they they need that young guy um evan mobley ends up at the cavaliers good fit there um jalen suggs easiest pick in the draft being the fourth pick ends up at toronto and then a bit of a surprise pick moses moody number five my guy. <laughs> Scotty Barnes goes number six to the OKC Thunder. Uh, we don't have number seven, Keon Johnson to the Golden State Warriors, which leaves Kaminga dropping to the Magic at the eighth pick. And then yep. Sacramento Kings taking Jalen Johnson. New Orleans going with um, Davion Mitchell. The Hornets taking Kai Jones, which, um, by the way, I'd love to see him in LaMelo Ball play, um, running the break. That would yes. be great. Um, he, he had a big showing out on the um, oh just quickly I was just saying he had a big showing out on the uh, Clutch Sports Pro Day today he, he looks super athletic Kai Jones yeah oh, anyway carry on <laughs> he, he is yeah. a freak and once again when he's around the court with Lamella there's definitely some lobs there yeah hopefully that happens <laughs> yeah um, the Spurs pick up a steal in um, Sengun Alperen Stengun the MVP of the Turkish League uh, the Pacers Your guy. taking Jaden Springer and then finally, Golden State taking the defensive specialist in Usman Garuba. So yeah, so th- those are all the players. Yep, those are all the players off the board. If you want some more detailed analysis, we go pretty heavy and in detail in all of those picks, justifying why we picked them. Again, just like last uh, mock draft, this one is, again, what we would be doing, not what we think that the NBA teams would do. If I had to predict, I guarantee you that this will not be the order that that happens on draft night. Um, I I don't really see... Well, maybe, but uh, I'm not predicting that someone's going to be taking Moses Moody at number five. It's just what I would have done. But um, without... uh, without, talking too much let's let's get straight into it cal um i've given you the uh the first pick here at pick 15 um you're going to solve the uh the issues with the washington wizards and and what they're going to do for their team and um (laughs) let us know uh what what are the washington wizards doing at pick 15 so pick 15 i think there's nothing it's a hard pick i don't really know what they want um that that, i guess they're pushing for the playoffs they just got the eighth seed they're probably thinking if they get Thomas O'Brien back, they'd be a bit more of a contender and push a bit more. Uh, but then again, look, he had a bad injury. So they could go big. Yeah. They, they could, that backcourt between Russ and Brad, it's obviously taken, and there's three years of both their contracts. So it's yeah. a tough call. I, I've ended up leaning towards, and I think they should take Josh Giddy, the, um, the Aussie bloke. I think, I think he's really? a good okay. I just don't have much faith in Denny Advia. I'm not too sure how he's going to turn out in that team. They, they, they look, they're similar, um, they're definitely similar kind of prospects. Um, they still have Hachimura, who I think is a solid kind of starter. Maybe he could be a, a six man off the bench, but I feel like Josh Giddy could be a good kind of prospect for now. He still needs to work on his shot, but someone coming off the bench and running some plays, you could play him with Bradley Beal when they play that second unit, when Bradley just stays on as the scorer. 
and and I think he yep. could play about twenty to twenty five minutes and be like contributing to a reasonable role. Very interesting. I, I, I'm a bit surprised. Look, I, lo- I don't mind the pick. I when I was thinking about what I would do at this point, I, I was really lost because I don't know what the Thunder. Uh, sorry, what the um, Washington Wizards are doing. Like, uh, like you said, are they contending? Are they trying to be in the playoffs? Are they rebuilding? Like, they don't really have the talent to really contend. Uh, but then you said those guys were on the books for so long. Um, whether or not they make a trade, I'm not sure. Um, I think Josh Giddy. if I'm going back to my big board, he's a lot higher than this for me, so personally. I think he is definitely a lottery slash potentially top 10 talent. Um, I see a lot of upside there. I also see a little bit of downside. I see, I see a little bit of bust potential um, just by the nature of his shooting mechanics and his lack of defense and athleticism. But I do see some special level passing ability from him. Did you see he, he was playing for the uh, the Boomers, the Olympic team today uh, against uh, Nigeria. Looked looked pretty good. Hit a few hit a few threes in transition. That's what you like to see. Um, we got a good team. We had um, Fabul as well, just being very yeah. destructive on the defensive end. Yeah, and he, he looked at home. He, he looked comfortable. Um, 18 years old, young, young player. Still lots of growth happening. Six foot eight. Some are saying six foot nine. So really, really big body. But he's a genuine point guard um, and, and can, can fill that role. Um, interesting fit here on the Wizards. Obviously, you've got that, that stacked backcourt. So maybe he plays a bit of a wing role at times. Um, is that what you're sort of foreseeing here for him? Well, like on the defensive end, there's no way he's guarding people like Damian Lillard. No, probably Curry. not. Yeah. So, and, and that's why I thought it probably doesn't isn't the biggest deal. Bradley Beal obviously can play. He had to play a bit of the point guard when so many point guards went down in Washington over the past couple of years. But I, I can see him as yeah. central. He'll come on. He'll he'll fill in the minutes when Russ isn't out there. And with, with his passing, with Russ running the fast break, I do see some compatibility there, um, especially with Bradley yeah. Beal. So. Yeah, no, I, I can definitely. I would love to see him play with Bradley Beal. I think he'd be a great player next to him. The Westbrook fit, I think, is a bit strange, especially if he's lacking that jump shot. But really, I don't think that the the Wizards should be drafting based on the fit with what Westbrook. Like they're not gonna not gonna win a title with Westbrook. Um, they might not win a first round with Westbrook. So um, I think that this is a great pick for the future um, and someone that they. I think. I think based on my big board, this this would be best player available um, to me. Is is he up there in terms of your big board? Yeah, he would be. He probably he, he's around this area for me. Like he's around the yeah. I had him fourteen, fifteen, yeah. yeah, fifteen. So he's smack bang yeah. where I want him. So I'm kind of getting the value. And and once again, I, I think the fit isn't terrible. You can pull it off off the bench, especially. So in terms yeah. of a comparison, I'll probably say in the in the open court, he, he honestly does remind me a bit of Lamelo Ball. Um, just with his passing and facilitating, and and with the, I guess the size, he looks a little bit like Joe Ingles as well. So maybe Joe Ingles, Lamelo, yeah. um, have a bit of a baby. Then you got um, Josh Giddy. <laughs> I like that the, <laughs> the 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 Ingles Lamelo baby. There you have it. Um, oh yeah, look, I considered him as high as you know, even like the Pelicans at ten. Um, you know, obviously we went with another guard and David Mitchell. You can consider him there. I mean, it's a bit weird if they're not happy with Lonzo, similar type of player. So maybe they would go somewhere else. I definitely considered him at the Pacers at pick thirteen, um, and then you know, you know, Warriors depending on what you need, and then the Wizards. So he he's in this sort of range i think between 10 to 16 i think is like the range that he's going to go so um we'll be interesting to see where he goes on on draft night so all right well let's let's move on to pick 16 the oklahoma city thunder their second pick of the evening and they've still got one more coming up so and look i think this is a great draft for them to have this many picks inside the top 18 because like like we said with giddy there's still some high level high upside talent in this draft at this point at this point in the first round so um my selection with them um is trey man um coming over there i think this is a player that who i'm very high on um Again, some, for me, it's it's a matter of best player available and also an excellent fit. I think that 
because you've got a lot of guards in terms of Shea Gilgis Alexander. You've got you've drafted now Scotty Barnes in our mock draft. You've got players um, like um, Pokashevsky, who's another ball handler as well. You're covering up a few weaknesses in terms of Trey Man, as you know. There's some defensive question questions. He's not the best playmaker as a point guard. Um, so with other ball handlers and other great defensive players on this team. All you need to do is ask Trey Mann to score. And if you would give me a list of Cade Cunningham, Jalen Green, I think that Trey Mann is the next best scorer, pure scorer on that list um, out of the rest of the class. I don't see anyone else being ahead of him. Uh, maybe another player that we might talk about a bit later uh, might be up there, but I think he's also a better shooter than, than that player that we might mention later. Yeah, he's um, he's a good combo guard. It's funny because he actually reminds me. My comparison was um, Shea Gilgis Alexander. So it's interesting that yeah, um, okay, put them together. Um, I don't see his ceiling being as high as Shea. I think he'll be a, a pretty good. He, he could be a pretty good six man. Um, I guess he's got the length, being six five, to potentially develop into a pretty good starting role. I'm, I'm not too sure what his ceiling really could be though. If he can, I don't think he can get over twenty points a game, for example. Um, I, I'm, I'm going to push back on that. I disagree. I, I think I see I see his ceiling, and I'm talking ceiling. I think he's he's a as a Kemba Walker type. Um, yeah, best, I, I would say, one of the craftiest, shiftiest ball handlers in this draft as well. Can get get his own shot. Um, credible handles creates his own shot from the three point range. Excellent free throw shooter. Excellent mid range shooter. He's a three level scorer. So I, I see him as that upside, and he's got a little bit more size than someone like Kemba. So. I think that's his ceiling. Um, even if he is a th- like a, a six man, I think he is still valuable there. I, I would say that that's that's his flaw because he's he's going to come in and and at worst be a Jordan Clarkson type to me, personally. Yeah. Okay. And what about the the fit between him and Shea? Do you reckon that that's a solid backcourt? Or do they need someone else? Both of them aren't pure facilitators. Yeah, I, I they think can do the job, obviously. Yeah, but like I said, you've got players like Moses Moody, who's a good facilitator. You've got players like um, Pokashevsky, who's a good facilitator. So you've got enough playmaking on the team where, you know, a lot of good passes. Yeah, so I think there's enough playmaking. You don't necessarily have to have one guy dominating the ball the entire time, although I do think that that will be Shea. I think he can still continue to develop that as we go along. But, um, yeah, I, I I do like the fit. I think they cover a lot of his weaknesses with other players on the roster. Yeah, you convinced me with the fit. I think you're right, actually. All, all those players all together, they'll be able to move it really nicely um, if they obviously hit their ceiling. So Poku, it's a bit of a question. Yeah. Mark, but flip the coin. You're taking stabs. You're, you're taking <laughs> stabs. Let's, uh, yeah, I, I, so, I like but I, I'm a big fan of Trey, man. Yeah. Let's, um, let's move on to pick 17. Another, another tricky one. They've, they've surprisingly got a lot of talent, and we're talking about the Memphis Grizzlies. They've got a lot of guys who are maybe not stars, but serviceable role players. So uh, where are you going to go with this at pick 17 for uh, Grizzlies, Cal? They do have a deep team, um, but I, I think they are in more mm-hmm. of a win now uh, kind of persona. That, that's what they're looking for. They made the playoffs. They knocked out Golden State yep. to get that eighth seed. So that's exciting for them. And they're still a young team. So I, I have decided to select for them uh, James Booknight as a bit of a scorer okay. on the bench. Because um, we know, I guess Dylan Brooks plays the, you know, the two, the three. And I think James Booknight's just a guy who comes off the bench and just be more of that spark plug shooter for them in, in the short term. And in the long term, I actually quite like his mm-hmm. potential. He, he definitely is a scorer. That's who he is. He, and he, and he, he, I reckon he's going to come to this league and he will be a good scorer. He'll, he'll be similar to some of the plays we saw in the last draft, like, um, like a quickly, for example. So when it comes up to bench and he's yep. already a pretty, pretty good scorer. He could put up 20 a night um, if you give him some minutes kind of thing. So I, I like his fit there. I, I think he will contribute to wins. As I said, they're a deep team already. But I feel like mm-hmm. a spark plug off the bench they don't really have. They just have a lot of good players right now. and So that's why I like the fit. And I also, once again, like the ceiling for Booknight as well. Yeah, he's, he's a funny one. Like I've seen a lot of mock drafts um, and big boards where they've got Booknight going as high as seven to the Warriors. I've actually seen that quite a lot, which for me is that's, that's way too high for a player like him. I like this area for him in the draft. Um, I don't really see the ceiling as of him being like, you know, a, a go-to scorer on a contending team. I think he is a better suited to, like you said, that six-man role. 
or, or second or third primary scorer on a team. I've got a lot of question marks about his um, shooting in terms of like three-point shooting especially. Um, compared to someone like Trey Mann, the percentages are a lot less. Um, they, don't, they don't scream translating to the NBA from a three-point shooting perspective. He gets to the rim really well. He's a good creator off the dribble and can hit a mid-range jump shot off the, off the bounce. But it's the spot-up shooting. It's the, um, you know, shooting three-pointers. I'm, I'm cons- there's a slight concern about how he's going to go when he's not the guy. Do you know what I mean? Because he was the guy in college. Um, you know, you've got someone like, you know, you've got players in the NBA who are going to take the ball out of his hands. Ja Morant, Jaron Jackson Jr., they're going to be their guys. I, w- I wonder how James Booknight will, will fill into that kind of a role. What, do, what are your thoughts about that? With, with him making that transition. And that's why I think, especially for the first year, you have to bring him off the bench and, and try and put a bit of um, praise into him, say, just do a bit of a Jordan Clarkson role. You know, when you come out, you've got the green light, do what you've done in college to against some second yeah. units, and hopefully it, it, it works out for him and he can average, you know, put up a good dozen points a game or something. So that's what I see for him uh, for this first year especially. And yeah. then in terms of like a ultimate ceiling, I'd probably say he, he could be someone like a... Uh, CJ McCollum, who um, came into a league in a similar yep. kind of scenario, scorer, six five, pretty pretty long guy. Who Started off the bench, yeah. Comes off the bench, exactly. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I like that. I th- and like I said, I like this range. And I think that the Memphis Grizzlies would be a good fit because he'd be coming into a situation where they are win now, so he would have to buy in and and come together for like a team goal in the end. All right, uh, all right. Let's move on to pick eighteen, and I've got the OKC Thunder again. So. Again, we know the OKC Thunder, they're in rebuild mode. They're just gathering talent. They're not winning now. They're not doing anything crazy. So I've gone with a bit of a project pick here. Um, I'm going with Zaire Williams, um, someone who was highly touted coming out of high school, um, highly anticipated, let down in his um, college season. The stats do not look pretty, um, the efficiency stats especially. Uh, But he is a... He's a good moving wing player, um, fluid moving, um, fairly athletic, 6'8", six, 6'9", six, so good size, good length, quite skinny. Um, um, I've, I've seen a lot of things that, again, I don't follow college during the season, but catching up with all this draft research, from what I can hear, there was a bit of a weirdness going on with um, his school and, and COVID situations and um, travel arrangements and different things like that. So that may have impacted his performance playing. I'm not too sure. Um, so someone who might be, he's a bit of a boom or bust kind of candidate. And I think at this point with OKC at pick 18, you know, if you hit, you hit and you get someone really, really good. Um, I, I kind of compare him to someone like a Michael Porter Jr. that the Denver Nuggets drafted a, a couple of years ago, or a few years ago, um, who had this potential. He had the injury concerns, obviously, book night. It's not injury, it's performance-based. But, you know, if it does hit, you've got a great player. Um, and you can definitely see that potential there. What are your thoughts on book night? Um, you mean Zaya Williams? Zaya Williams. Oh, sorry, Zaya Williams. Um, yeah, my bad. He... Yeah, look, you're right. I'm looking at his stats right now, and I guess first and foremost, coming out of high school, he was um, like a top 10 kind of prospect. He was long. He oh, yeah, he was very highly rated. He was one of the best um, if you just you know, did a draft then. But he's, he's dropped a bit of yeah. value because his field goal, he only shot 37% from the field. Um, he had three yeah. turnovers a game Gross. in 28 minutes. So it's... It's pretty. You look at it and you're like, "Yikes!" That looks like a bit of a disaster. But but when you look at his his highlights, you, you definitely do. I do. I saw Michael Porter Jr. as well from like just his stroke, yeah. the tall, how he can just get a shot off. Um, so when it's falling, it looks good. He definitely is a project, and that's what OKC want right now. They're in no rush at all. Exactly. So it's yeah. I, I I think Zaya Williams will end up the OKC Thunder. I, I'd put money on it if I could on a team. Yeah. Because he is pretty much exactly what they need right now. I think it's the yeah, it's the perfect fit. It's the perfect marriage between the team, what they want, and what the player in terms of upside and, and risk. So I don't think anyone really wants to take the risk on him before then. And when you fall into the laps of OKC, it's yeah, it's a it's a perfect sort of match. So um a fairly fairly easy one for me to sort of sort of pick there personally. Uh, let's head over to pick nineteen, the New York Knicks. Who are you picking for New York? So for New York Knicks, um I'm gonna have back to back New York picks. Um, as well, by the way. So, 
Yes, yeah. Right. I've had the OKC, you've got the New York. Exactly. They have the 19th and they have the 21st. So I don't know if they yep. could package it up for a trade. I guess we're yet to find out. But I'll go into the draft assuming I have the pick. Um, people to mention, I guess I have um, Julius Randle, um, top 10 player in the league. So it's the second <laughs> second um, All-NBA team. Um, I got D. Rose. Yep. I, I, I mean, you can pretty much give up on Frank Nolakina, um for a point. I think so. I think point guard is probably what they need because Alfred Payton, yeah. he his contract's expiring too he's not really going anywhere they, they they ended up starting Derek Rose in the playoffs which I don't think long term is going to be a successful formula so no. um, maybe for one more season but I think long term moving forward you, you want to move away from that yeah I totally agree so uh, point guard yeah it's a clear lack for them so I think they're just going to take for this 19th pick um, they'll go with Jared Butler who I quite like I'm assuming the health thing comes back and he's fine um, that there's a bit yeah, of an asterisk yeah. here because there is this heart problem I know the draft's in a couple more weeks. I don't know what the what's going to happen there, but I, I really like Jared Butler. I think he's a great... He's more of a combo guard-ish, um, but I guess Julius Randle, you can play a bit of offense through him anyway. I like Jared Butler. Um, I compare him kind of similar to a Trey Mann. He's, he can be pretty crafty, but he can be a pretty good shooter yep. as well in, in Jared Butler. So yep. I can see him being a solid NBA player. Um, I think he'd get along with the coach as well. Um, so I, I like Jared Butler. Uh, yeah, I, I like I like Jared Butler myself as well. Like obviously there are those concerns. We're not in the medical rooms with you know heart conditions. As soon as you start throwing those sort of things around, it's it is a bit of a red flag. So I guess this is for me. Uh, this is kind of the area that he would go if all things came back pretty good. Um, I think this is sort of on the higher end of where he would be drafted personally. Um, but I guess we 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 can assume that because we're not we're not there um, and we haven't heard anything to the contrary. So. Um, I like I like his defense ability as well. He's good at picking at passing lanes. Racked up a lot of steals uh, in college, um, and obviously he's playing on a, on a good team. Um, so maybe wasn't able to fully showcase his his talents there with other players like David Mitchell on the same team. So um, has that experience playing at the high level of college. Uh, I think I think he's a good fit for this team. Like his ability to shoot well, play in the passing lanes, playing good defense, which Tibbs is going to love. Um, do you see him as a point guard? I'm not sure if I see that like creating and playmaking from him as much as some of these other guys, or, or is he a, more a of a two guard. in your eyes? Yeah, he's, I think he's definitely a combo guard. He could, he could yeah. gain something there. I mean, he, he averaged 4.8 assists in the college season, which is which is pretty good. So he, he can. Yeah, that is good. He's definitely at this point not a pure point guard because he he can yeah. score. But but that's a good thing about him because he's so good at spot up shooting as well. I mean, he shot the three point at about 42 percent this season. Yeah, yeah, really good clip. He shot thirty-eight percent, so it's going up. But both of those are definitely trending in the right direction. Yeah, no, both both very very good numbers, and I think I think shooting is a need for for New York as well. You know, they don't have too many players that can space the floor there with um, Julius Randle being your centerpiece. So um, I like the pick. I wonder if you could have got him with the next one because um, now I was I've, there's a player here that I wasn't expecting to be here because I thought he was the. It was the go-to guy for New York, um, which I might have to consider picking. Um, so let's move over to the Atlanta Hawks at pick 20. The Hawks the Hawks are a bit of a tough one for me because they obviously made the, the conference finals. They've got Trey Young. They've got, they've got a lot of pieces. They've got a lot of wings in um, Huerta and um, Bogdanovich. Huerta. And you've also got... Yeah, you've you've got a lot of guys there. You've got Gallinari. You've got a few bigs and Capella. Like there's there's your two players position deep at every position. Cam Reddish except as well. <laughs> Cam Reddish. Yep. Yeah, we didn't even mention him who went off in the last game. So except a point guard, um, there's no one really to back up Trey. You don't have any faith Trey, in Chris Dunn. Uh, not not particularly. <laughs> um, so. So I didn't know that this play, I didn't think this player would last this long. I'm considering Sharif Cooper here. It's it's a bit of a weird pick. I feel like you're limiting his upside with Trey Young there. Um, so I, I don't love it for him uh, being uh, Sharif Cooper, but I think he's the best player available. The other player I'm considering considering here is a Franz Wagner or um, someone of that nature. I'm I'm considering this, and the other player is Corey Kispert. Hmm. I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with a Franz Wagner at this pick, who was the original guy I had at this spot. Um, I think 
just where Atlanta are, they need these kind of players that can fill multiple roles, multiple positions, because they do have a few moving pieces. Um, I'm pretty sure John Collins is a free agent. I expect him to be back. Um, but I think he's a guy who can play the three, can play the four. Um, not really great at any one skill, but good at a lot of skills. You know, he's, he's a decent passer. He's a decent defender. He's a decent shooter. Um, not really a high upside player, but someone who's going to fit in and be able to contribute right away, which I guess, you know, being the fact that they're at the conference finals, they are, they're trying to do. So I am selecting Franz Wagner at pick 20 for the Hawks. What are your thoughts there? Um, it, it's like, they're such a deep team. I'd probably even say the Atlanta Hawks are the deepest team in the league. Um, they made it to the conference finals with like two of their key guys down. And that this really is, yeah. a, I mean, Trey Young was huge, but they honestly are just super deep. The only people that are really do, losing. Do they even? Yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, do they do they even want this pick? Like, do you think that, like, uh, we're not doing any trades in our mock drafts, but, like, do you think that there's potentially a trade out of this pick here for the Hawks? Maybe to package the pick with another player to upgrade the position? Or what, what do you think? Do you reckon they could be a candidate? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, what position do you reckon they'd be looking to trade, though? Like, that small forward position. Yeah, I reckon that small forward, they, they might want to, like, oh, we didn't even mention DeAndre Hunter. You know, like, maybe an upgrade there of some kind. Um you know, maybe a veteran backup point guard. Or, uh, I'm not sure, but I don't know, something there. I just, I don't love a lot of the options here for the Hawks personally, just in terms of fit. Yeah. Um, if you could pick up a vet point guard, just like a D Rose to come off the bench for this team, that definitely would help because so much of the weight rests on Trey Young that I guess Bogdan yeah. Bagdanovich did kind of run a bit of that point guard when Trey Young was off the yeah. bench and did a pretty good job at it, but he's not, that's not his pure role. He, he definitely is more of a, Scorer, shooter, three-point shooter kind of guy. So, yeah. Um, the, the expiring contracts you got Tony Snell and Lou Williams. I don't ex- really expect mm. either of them to stay. Um, nah, neither do I. I think they're both pretty washed. Exactly. So they're probably out of there. John Collins should get re-signed. So they really should have pretty much the whole team back. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I would say. I'd say the main the main core is coming back, and and but they run 11, 11 deep sort of thing. So there is a lot of talent in there. Um, so Wagner can be a bit of a project for him. Give him a, a couple of years under a, a pretty deep team, and he'll he'll, he'll get a, a dozen minutes here and there. Yeah, I, I think he's someone who can contribute right away, and he's flexible in terms of his position. So if you do get any injuries, he can sort of fit in here and there, which um, we know that. Atlanta did have a fair fair share of their injuries last year, but because they were so deep, they were able to plug and play all these players and, and keep going. So a little bit more of that for them with this pick. Um, although I did, maybe I'm starting to regret, maybe I should have picked Sharif Cooper, but um, we'll see. We'll see how that all turns out. What What's your, well, I'll throw it back over to you for t- pick 21, the New York Knicks back on the clock. All right, New York Knicks back on the clock. I'll quickly, um, so Wagner's off the cards. He's gone. Um, Wagner's gone. I kind of like getting a bit of a prospect now. Um, and, and this guy is one of, one of my favorite guys in terms of a bit of a sleeper. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with Ayo Desunmu. Um, oh, okay. I, I like Interesting. I, I, the only reason I want him is just because for the Knicks, uh, like a Pusingas kind of thing, he could be really exciting. If he pans out, I think he's got a good ceiling. I think he's definitely got a lot of potential. He's a scorer, super crafty. In the in the New York lights, when he does some of those moves, I I, I reckon it'd be great. It'd be awesome. He's he's probably more of a, he's kind of pretty much what they have in quickly already, like a spark plug scorer off the bench. Yeah. <laughs> but then again, I think in the bright lights, he would be awesome. And um, I definitely think there's moving pieces to be said for this team. And Desumu definitely probably has a few more years to really just make his game onto that next level. And and I like him yeah. for the Knicks. So are the Knicks taking two guards? Why not? I think I think they need they need, they need guard help. They need shooting. They need a bit of that um, backcourt help. I think that's clearly their lack. They've got a couple of big guys in Nerlens and um, Mitch Rob who can sort of ro- rotate through the center and share the minutes there. Obviously, you got Julius Randle there. Um, so I, I think yeah, the backcourt is where I would be looking for the New York Knicks. I'm really surprised you didn't go uh, Sharif Cooper here. I, I I really think that he's a he's a good fit over there in New York. They need a playmaking point guard. Um, yeah, look, yeah, but I just love this guy's game. I think he's better. I, I, he's higher on my big board, and, and that's why I decided to take him. Yeah, okay, fair enough. I, I, I do. I do. Personally, I've got him a little bit further down. I, I think he's sort of like a late first round kind of pick. I guess we, we're approaching that part of the draft anyway. Can I tell you some stats? Um, but Can I tell you his stats? Right hit, hit me with some stats. Yeah, hit me with some stats. Right, 20 points a game, 25 rebounds, sorry, six rebounds, five assists, shooting 48% from the field. 
from the three-point line. They're nice stats. They're, they're, I can't. I can't argue with the stats. They're, they're they're very nice. And at this point of the draft, I guess you are sort of you are shooting your shot a little bit and, and seeing how things come back. I mean, but 20, um, twenty six and five, like he he can facilitate with five assists. Obviously, everything ran through him. He played thirty five minutes a game. Yeah. For a college kid, it's yeah. a lot of minutes. Big minutes. But yeah, I, I like his game. Yeah, his defensive prowess isn't quite there, but I think, as I said, he, he's crafty and under the New York lights, I, I like the ceiling for him. He's a little bit older, at twenty-one and a half years old. Um, so old, not the oldest. Yeah, it's not. It's not super old. It's not the oldest sort of range in this this part of the draft. But um, yeah, I guess. Yeah, I, I would have I, personally. I would have just liked to Shreve Cooper that pick. But um, that's that's fine. It's it's your pick, and um, I'll, I'll sweep him up later. Okay, moving over to the LA Lakers now. Again, I'm I'm looking at Shreve Cooper. I think he's the best player in the draft. I think he's the player that's slipping in this draft. However. For the Lakers, you've got LeBron, and he's your point guard. You, you're in a win-now mode, um, so clearly you want the player that fits the team the best at this point. And I think another great player for them has dropped all the way down um, that I wasn't expecting to be here, and I'm quite confident in selecting Corey Kispert with this pick. Um, someone who I could have seen go as high as maybe even potentially a Warriors at pick 14. He's um, obviously not a high upside guy, but he's a shooter, and he's a solid defender, but potentially one of the best uh, off-ball shooters in this draft. The, you know, your classic Kyle Korver, JJ Redick, moving off screens, collecting the ball, and, and shooting. Um, so I think I think he's an excellent fit for these LA Lakers and someone who can contribute straight away as a, as an older player. Yeah, for the Lakers, that's a I reckon that's a huge win for them. I, he, he's even going as high as potentially even ten for New Orleans because New Orleans needs yeah. shooting. So, I, I, look, I wouldn't be surprised if he goes that high on draft day. But yeah. to get him um, out here at the 22nd pick, great pick um, for just to hit those threes with LeBron. They, they do need a point guard, but I assume that obviously being the Lakers, they can pick it up in the free agency. Yeah, I mean, they'll, they'll sign someone. But even still, like for me, uh, Le- they, they play through LeBron. LeBron's their point guard. They want shooters around him. Um, and what better shooter is left in the draft than Corey Kispert? The answer is there isn't. So um, he, I think he's an underrated defender as well. He's, he's obviously not going to be an excellent defender because of the physical limitations, but he, he plays good team defense from what, from what I've seen in the, in the scouting reports and, and in the tape. Um, so um, good pick there. But again, he's older. He's definitely going to those teams that are in win-now mode. So there's only a few select teams that you're sort of looking at, your Pelicans, your Warriors, maybe your Grizzlies, maybe your Knicks, and now the Lakers. So there's really, of the top 20, sort of 22 picks, there's probably only five picks before this spot before he can land that I think. So uh, five teams, I think, potentially passed up on him. Um, so that that is something that could play out on draft night, although I, I probably expect him to go a bit earlier than this. All right, let's move on to what pick are we up to now, Cal? We're at pick 23. We've got some back-to-back Houston Rocket picks. So you've got the first one. Who are they taking at pick 23? That's right. I, um, I don't, I'm not going to slightly overthink it. There's, there's two guys that I'm staring at, so I'm probably assuming you might take the next one. But the, okay. Houston back-to-back picks that... They obviously just need talent at this point. In this part of the yep. draft as well, it says let's just take the best player available um, and, and try and make sure that he does reach his ceiling. So I am probably going to... I actually really kind of like Isaiah Jackson. Um, I think he could play with Christian Wood as well as a front court. He's defensive prowess. And, and they need that kind of power forward. So he's a good fit. And I like his hustle. I like what he could be on a defensive lineup. So Isaiah Jackson for the Houston Rockets. Yep, I, I like Isaiah Jackson too. I think he is probably a player, again, big range. I could see him going maybe even as high as Charlotte at pick 11 in terms of just needing a big man. Um, that's probably a bit high for me personally. I think I like the Kai Jones and Sengoons of the world better. Um, but he's an excellent defender. The probably maybe would you say like aside from Mobley the best shot blocker in this class? Yeah, um, like health yeah. defender out of no, he can come out of nowhere very easily. Yeah, so two point six blocks me, a game. Yeah, yeah, he's he's a pogo stick. I think that's in limited minutes as well. I don't think he even played um, ex- extensive yeah, minutes. minutes. He reminds me. Yeah. 
Yeah, it reminds me a bit of a Nerlens Noel kind of type. Um, skinny, but super mobile, athletic, pogo sticky, good defensive instincts. Um, the offensive game is raw, but there is potential there. I think he's maybe got a bit more potential on the offensive side of the court than a Nerlens Noel, um, but it's not there yet. And you are sort of projecting that rather than assuming it is there. So I like the pick. I think he's a good upside pick for the Houston Rockets. Um, all right. This is where I've got to take my guy. I pick pick 24. I think this guy has slid too far in this draft personally. Um, so I'm taking, I'm taking Sharif Cooper here at, at pick 24 for the Houston Rockets. It's just best player available. The fit might not be the best with your Kevin Porter Juniors and your Jalen Greens there. Um, but it looks like with those players, you've got a, at least a bit of shooting there. Um, but this guy is... If you've got the top three passes in this draft, I think this guy is number three. You've got your Cade Cunninghams. You've probably got your Josh Giddy, And then I think it's Shreve Cooper. He, he might even rival those other two. He might be the best passer in this draft. So um, you've got shooting concerns. You've got defensive concerns. But you've got an elite skill here. And he can play as a high-usage player as well, we've seen in college. So I think that's who I'm going to be taking here at pick 24. Yeah, I, I just, thoughts on tell me. I think his ceiling's a bit limited because yeah, look, he put up twenty points a game and eight assists. So the assists are great. I I, I do agree with you there. He can facilitate. Yeah. He finds his open man. Uh, but that being said, like thirty nine percent from the field isn't great. So it was a high high usage yeah. three point field goal as well. So twenty two percent from the three point line doesn't give me a lot of promise for yeah. the next level. That's bad. And, and it makes me think he definitely probably shouldn't be playing off ball at all. So yes, he can facilitate. He can score inefficiently. He will be a defensive liability, I think, as well. So I'm, I'm not too sure what yep. the ceiling is for this guy, um, and that's why I, I he kind of slid. I didn't I didn't take him in a few picks. He, he, look, as you said, he could go in the teens. He could definitely go in the teens. Yeah. For me personally, I think the weaknesses are glaring a bit more than the strengths. So that's why I've held off. Yeah, and I totally get. It. I can see it too. There are obviously glaring weaknesses. Um, I just, yeah, I think the upside is there because if the shot does develop, and it is a big if, you know, if the shot does develop, he has, and this might sound very high, but he's got Trey Young sort of appeal. Um, he's obviously got a long, he's got a long way to go to get to that level of shooting, and obviously Trey Young coming out of the draft was a much higher level shooter than Shreve uh, Cooper is, but they're similar levels of passes, similar levels of um, sort of court orchestrating in terms of like running the offense, running the flow of the game. Um, so, and, and he's, he's, he's really actually quite physical for, for a small guard. Although apparently he measures six foot four on the combine, which I'm questioning a little bit. He doesn't look six four to me. He looks closer to like six one or six foot. Yeah. Um, but at the combine, apparently six four, I don't know, maybe that's his hair and they, they measured his Afro or something like that. But, um, He's he's very physical. He can he can get to the rim. He's very very quick, uh, very fast player. So um, there's a lot of physical tools from that aspect that I like. But I, I do agree that there are some issues. And um, but I don't think he I don't think he falls further than the Houston Rockets. They're they're going to snap him up as a high upside sort of player. All right, let's move over to the LA Clippers. Pick 25. Who you got, Cal? All right, so for the Clips, um, I'm a little bit disappointed I couldn't get Isaiah Jackson. So I, I think they kind of need. The power forward center they would have, role, yeah. Um, because I mean, look, they're a pretty deep team anyway. I, I don't know. They they really lacked, I guess, the bigs in in the playoffs, and everyone at this point in time is probably more of a project anyway. Um, yeah. But I, I think I'm still going to kind of go for that and fit the, the needs of the team and go JT Thor, who okay. Um, I kind of like. I, he actually is kind of similar to a Kai Jones, who we had going um, in the late lottery. He ended up falling. 11th um, to the Charlotte Hornets. So I, I think a similar athletic kind of guy can be a prototypical center in this league. He, he's long, he's big, he's 6 foot 10, and all, all signs point to him, you know, really fitting into this new NBA mold. So some people have him going up a fair bit higher um, in, in the early 20s. Right here, we've ended up taking him 26. Pick 25, so, uh, 26. Which I think um, oh. is, is pretty good, and and I think that the Lakers, uh, sorry, the Clippers should be pretty happy with um, JT Thor. He could contribute and play, you know, the high teens in terms of minutes, eighteen, nineteen, get get on there, be a bit of a, a defensive spark plug, and really nourish under. 
Yeah, it's 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 another team I find difficult in terms of need. Like you wonder about what's going on with um, Ibaka and his health. Um, obviously, in the playoffs, they elected to play smaller, fair bit. So um, they're a tricky team. And obviously, we had the emergence of Reggie Jackson. You know, um, before his. Uh, what, what, what were we calling him? All-Star, All-Star Reggie. All-Star Reggie. He was playing at an All-Star level. That's <laughs> he, he was. He was crushing it. So before his emergence, um, you know, we would have said point guard was their need. The other thing we need to consider here that it has come out today that um, Kawhi Leonard has undergone yep. ACL surgery. So, so I would say that they're probably not a contending team for the championship next year without Kawhi Leonard. Um, he's actually a free agent. This um, this season he can opt in, he can opt in. Um, so lots of moving pieces to happen there. So I do think that JT Thor is a player that has a little bit of upside there as well as that pick. So um, I do like it for that reason. You've got a few things to consider if you're the Clippers. Um, so lots of moving pieces and a tough tough pick I think. All right, I'm moving over to the Denver Nuggets. Um, they, in my opinion, in terms of team team needs, are lacking. Uh, a shooting guard um, and just overall shooting and players that can play around Jokic a little bit of defense as well I think is something that they do need as well Um, and for me the pick here is at 26 is Trey Murphy for the Denver Nuggets he's a very um, modern NBA friendly player 3 and D long wing um, might be more of a small forward, but like can play a big shooting guard. I think potentially as an off-ball threat, three-point shooter, um, good at getting into the passing lanes, long long player. Um, and I think he would fit very nicely in this um, Denver Nuggets team. So that's my pick there at tr- at twenty-six, Trey Murphy. And any thoughts on Trey Murphy? We're, I guess we're at the point of the draft now where we're these are not really super high upside players, but um, players that are fitting a bit of, bit of a need. Yeah, I totally agree. He fits a need. He's a three-point shooter. He's a specialist. That's what he does. Um, he's been doing it for a few years now at the college level. He shot 43% last, um, last yeah. college season and 36 before that and 42 in his first year. So three years of college there, all with pretty damn good um, shooting efficiency. So, uh, he's six foot nine. Like he's a big guy as well. And that's um, so I like that size. Yeah, you can shoot over anyone, and, and and he can move pretty well as well. So there is even there's a bit of upside there. But in terms of his role, I, I think he knows it. Um, whoever's drafting him knows it that he's going to come off the bench and try and be a spark plug and hit some threes. And and I, I like yeah. that from. I think they Dougie McDermott probably didn't do amazingly well for Indiana this year. Oh no, we're talking Denver for, for Denver. Yeah, look, he can go under Michael Porter Jr.'s wing a bit. <laughs> yeah, well, I think Michael Porter Jr. is the star there, but I'm, I'm sort of try, I'm sort of trying to fill the gap of of Will Barton and, and that sort of a type. Obviously, yeah. you, you're lacking you're lacking Jamal Murray this year, but you've got a decent window still here for the um, uh, for the Denver Nuggets. So, you know, at, at 21 years old, again, we're we're not selecting the youngest prospects in the draft, but there's still room and and it's still young enough for them to develop. And um, I, I like his two way ability here, um, which is why I'm selecting here. Um, Let's go on to pick 27 uh, for the Brooklyn Nets. Who have they got here, Cal? So 27, um, obviously Brooklyn are a win-now team. They have given up a bit of their future for the James Harden trade. But that being said, I do think Spencer Dinwiddie is on the move. I'm I'm not too sure how it's going to happen. He might get a lot of money, I think. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, he's coming off a bit of a bad injury. But there's some, um, I guess, bench minutes. I know, I understand that they've got the triple-headed dragon and, you know, Harden, yeah. Durant and, and Irving. So they don't really need a, a bench guy anyway because they're always going to have one of those guys on the court. But I, I, I like yeah. this guy's game. He's mature. I'm going to go Chris um, Duarte or Duarte. Um, Duarte, I think. Uh, yeah. for, for Oregon. He, he's, he's old. That's the one knock against him is that, yes, yeah. he's old. I think he's 24, uh, which yeah. is one of the older He's already 24. There, for a late draft. He's pick, the oldest one, oldest one we've selected so far by, by a fair yeah. bit. But yeah, by a fair yeah. bit. But he um he looks like a solid player. He, he could be a role player in this league. He could even be a starter. Uh, that wouldn't surprise me. Then in a couple years, if, if there's a team that needs a starter, he's a solid dude. Six six, holds his own. Can hit the three. He, yep. he shot forty two percent from three this season, so he can spot up shoot. Um, he, he can be reasonable at defense. One point nine steals, point eight blocks. No solid. He, he's a guy who would just step in. Obviously, Oregon did very, really well um, in in the college season as well. So he's a guy who can just step up and play good minutes. And that's what Brooklyn needs. 
Yep. No, I love it. I think it's I think it's the perfect pick. I would have considered him at um, pick 22 for the Lakers if Corey Kispert wasn't on the table. Um, you know, all those sort of pick, um, LA Clippers, I would have considered him there as well. You know, definitely one of those contribute now kind of players. Um, similar to Trey Murphy in the fact that he's that 3 and D classic. Not going to create off the dribble as much, but going to be that spot-up shooter, um, play good defense, play within the team system. Um, and I think at Brooklyn Nets, when you've got other players creating so much attention, he's he's going to thrive in a, in a system like that and, and will be great to contribute straight away. Yeah, because of his defensive side, right. I'd say he arguably could be held up there with um, the Kispits of the world. Like, yeah. He's just a bit older, but still. A little bit older. I, I'm probably not quite the shooter the Kispit is, in, in my opinion, but but may maybe a bit better on the defensive end and probably got a bit more of that length, um, which can can definitely help. And, and you, you know, people can develop three point shooting uh, fairly quickly as part of part of their skill package. It's something we we definitely have seen. All right, we'll go through these last few picks relatively quickly. Um, the Philadelphia 76ers. Well, I guess the big question here is, what are they doing with Ben Simmons? Um, you know, is he going to be here? Apparently, he, trades are being talked about. He's gone. So he's gone. I'm putting money on it. I, yeah, I'm, I'm tending to think that he's not going to be there. So it is hard for us to project what they need. But I think they need some shooting. They need some um, scoring from the guard position. There's a little bit of upside here in this player that I'm going to pick. I, I have I have considered Josh Christopher, but he's someone, you know, he's a bucket getter, but someone who I don't really love as a prospect um, going to a team that already has some good players like Embiid. And, and, you know, he's the kind of guy that needs the ball in hand. So I considered him, but I'm actually going with... Um, uh, I don't know how to pronounce the first name. Nashan Nashan Highland or Bones Highland is is his um, nickname. Bones Highland. He's he's a, a wiry point guard with a bit of upside. Um, really good three point shooter. Um, skinny, thin, but has a bit of upside because of his um, length and his um, quickness and uh, first step. Um, but basically he's coming into this team because of his shooting that can contribute right away with a little bit of upside down the line. So uh, Bones Highland is my pick at pick 28. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, he's pretty long, skinny. I haven't seen too much of him, but um, I'm, I've got his stats up now. It's pretty impressive. He got about 20 points a game, um, four rebounds. So he's a bit of a, a scorer. Shoot the ball reasonably well, 37% from three. Yep. So there's definitely some potential there. Yeah, he's he's someone that I've actually done a bit of study on, and he's he's one of my favorites at the back end of this draft. I, I do think that there is a bit of upside here. Um, you know, he's 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 nearly twenty one, so um, still got a bit of um, age on his side. Uh, one point nine steals, so he's got the ability to get into the passing lanes and, and be disruptive there. So, and combined with that shooting, I think he's got a, he's got a place in the NBA. So, um, Bones Highland's my pick here. Let's let's go on to pick twenty nine. Who are the Phoenix Suns? The potential NBA champions selecting here, Cal. <laughs> um, yeah, it's um, it's one of those things. Who, who do the Phoenix Suns need? I'm assuming that they're gonna re-sign Chris Paul, so he should be back on the team. You would hope so. Um, they do have a bit of a deficiency in backup center. Uh, you'd like to think that their pick from last season would maybe blossom into something, but it's un- unforeseen really at this point. And and there's not really a lot of big centers I really do love on the board at this. No point in the draft either so it's mainly pretty guard heavy so i'm gonna end up just taking a bit of a, a three and d guy who can always just fit any role on any team in um josh christopher um for the 29th yep. pick for the suns as i said three and d guy um probably more the defensive end um at this point in time probably he's obviously a prospect and he needs to work in his game he's six four but you know he's getting about one and a half steals per game and the threes, look, it's, he's only shooting 30%, but he, he was still taking them. He was taking about four a game. And yep. he, he's young. He should be able to blossom into a reasonable role, I hope, in the NBA. But he's probably, his ceiling would be a uh, role player. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't mind. I, th- I think he's got a slightly higher ceiling than that. I mean, he's, he's got a bit of athleticism to him. Um, being a freshman, being younger, there's there's time on his side. So I, I like that at this, at this point in the draft. I do think that there is a little bit of upside, uh, maybe as like a rotation starter at his 
top end ceiling. Um, and I think the Phoenix Suns have the ability that they they do have a bit of a window, even though they could be the NBA champions. They they are fairly young, so you know you, you do have the ability to, to pick a bit of youth on this team. Um, and like you said, I, I too don't really see much value at center at this point in the draft. Um, you know, you could probably I don't, I'm not sure I would have to look into it if they've got any second round picks, but. You know, you could even trade into one of those picks, even if you don't, um, to get one of these. There's a few athletic centers at the back end of the second round um, that you could pick up and, and just throw darts against the wall and see what happens. But I don't mind it. Josh Christopher at pick 29. And with the last draft, um, the Utah Jazz at pick 30 are selecting Roko Prakasin. Prakasin? <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> Roko, they're selecting Roko. He's a he's a foreign prospect, obviously, uh, six foot nine, power forward, uh, eighteen years old. So he's young. He has a bit of a flash as a floor spacing big guy. I think one of the holes for the Utah Jazz team is that power forward position. You've obviously got. You know, players like, um, I think Bogey was playing a little bit there, but he's more of a small forward. Um, you've got a other few players floating through there, but you've got Donovan Mitchell, you've got Mike Conley, you've got Joe Ingles, you've got Rudy Gobert. So there's, that's the position of need. I think that they, they need to fill the, there. And if you can get a floor spacer to continue to help Rudy Gobert out there, um, I, I think that is that is where I'm going to go with this pick. Um, and being young, being 18 years old or 18 and a half years old, you've got that upside there with his age. So uh, I am going with Roko to close the draft. Do you, have you heard much about Roko? He's a bit of an unknown prospect. No, I've seen I've seen a bit of him pop up. He um, some people have him going in around the 20s. Um, yep, I have seen him it's higher. Mainly yeah. for teams, obviously, who just obviously can can punt on a bit of a prospect. So a team like a, yeah. Um, you know, your Rockets, for example, Houston Rockets, or your OKC Thunder, I've seen him going around to that mid-20s where their picks are. Um, yeah. Even Philly as well, a 28th pick could consider him as the kind of like a stretch big to go with Joel Embiid. Maybe there's some minutes there for yeah. him. Um, because obviously with Embiid's strengths defensively, I don't think obviously Roko's probably got a huge ceiling on that end. But I've seen some, some talk about him. There's definitely, I'm not going to be surprised if he's in the 20s and... He's, this, yeah. I think this fits nicely for him. He should be a first-round pick, so he'll be pretty happy of going to the 30th pick today. Yeah, Utah Jazz snatching him up. Um, they do love their, their foreign prospects. They've got a few on their team, so I think he'll feel right at home there. So, Well, that'll do it for us today, Cal. All 30 picks. Go back and check out our other mock draft if you found this one first give us a like on the video subscribe to our youtube channel and again you can follow us at ball boys nba on twitter for all of our reactions uh, we've got some more draft stuff coming up the draft is not too far away now though so we're going to be honing in on the the players we like on the draft players we don't like on the draft maybe some bus potentials and as well as um a few a few other things to talk about so uh, anything else to, to to say before we close out here cal uh, i'm pretty happy with this big board We'll put it up there for everyone to see. So, well done, Mitchie. Yep. Yeah, up on, up on the video screen for everyone on YouTube, you'll be able to see the uh, the recap with everyone there. Let us know who you think we took too low. If you think Sharif Cooper got uh, slid down the draft too low, if you uh, would have picked um, Corey Kispert way higher, let us know your thoughts in the comments section below. We love chatting NBA. Um, and until next time, we'll catch you later. Laters. Laters.